Good morning to you. Good evening. Good morning. Good day, wherever you might be. Welcome to Radio Orbit. This is Mike Hagan, and you're listening to it live on KOPN 89.5 FM, Mid Missouri source for in-depth news, diverse talk, music of the world. More than radio, it's community radio. It's your imagination station, and it's KOPN 89.5. And uh, thanks for listening. This is Mike, as always, and uh, it's Sunday morning. The 20th of March and uh, the spring equinox is upon us almost to the moment the actual equinox took place just about an hour and a half ago or so and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more tonight but at any rate uh, you're listening to Radio Orbit and I'll be with you for the next uh, three hours or so my guest tonight is Cheryl Clapton singer songwriter mystic psychic slash lots of other things a really interesting woman she's going to be here in the studio with me in just a little while and we'll be talking it up and uh playing some live music and uh we'll just see where that goes but it should be a really fun interesting show tonight so sure will be with us at about uh 245 three o'clock something like that in the meantime we'll do things like we normally do uh for this first hour have a couple things to mention first. A uh, big thank you to uh, Richard King and all the folks over there at the Blue Note. Had a wonderful time tonight and a great performance by uh, C3, the uh, the uh, Convergence Conspiracy Collective, performing their V9, uh, actually I should say version 9 of their uh, quadra-annual performance that they do four times a year. Of course, C3 performs here in Columbia or in the general area every year four times on 
the equinoxes and, this, uh, and on the solstices. So last night was the uh, was the first show of 2005. The last one we had was back uh, in December of 2004 down at the Ragtag. But at any rate. Uh, that went down last night at the Blue Note, and we had a wonderful time, and uh, the band put on a great show, and uh, lots of uh, support, and uh, listeners to the station came down to, uh, to show their support for the band and for the station, so for everybody who made it down to the Blue Note uh, this evening, or last evening, I guess it is now, thanks, we appreciate it, and uh, to the guys in C3, and also a, a special thanks to John Sheffield, uh, who opened up for C3. Uh, to everybody, thanks a lot. You did a great job, and it was a really wonderful show, and lucky for everybody who was uh, who was there. Okay, uh, the other thing, uh, what other, other important stuff do we have to talk about? Actually, uh, this radio program that you're listening to right now is going to be moving to Monday nights, and that's going to happen actually right away. This coming Monday, two days from now, uh, we'll be doing the show for the first time live on Monday night uh, in uh, one day, actually, I guess it is, uh, the 21st of March, and uh, the program will be on at 11 p.m., going from 11 till 2 a.m. now on Mondays, and that'll start uh, tomorrow. I may do the show next Saturday, uh, depending if uh, the people here at the station need a, uh, need a hand doing the show or if they have somebody scheduled already to fill in for me if they don't i'll do the show next saturday and then again on monday uh, but for the most part the show is going to be uh, primarily moved to the monday time slot and in the next couple of weeks it'll uh, it'll be there for good so hopefully uh everybody who listens on saturday nights or sunday mornings from two to five uh it'll still work out where you all can listen on Monday evenings from 11 p.m. until 2 a.m. If you can't, uh, that's unfortunate for both of us. And uh, in order to remedy that, you can always jump on the web and go to www.radioorbit.com and uh, click down and through and back over there to the archives page. And you can listen to any of the previous shows, any of the past programs uh, that are archived up there on the web for everybody uh, for as long as I can afford to keep the website up. <laughs> so get it while it lasts. All right. Okay. Uh, thanks for the emails, as always. Thanks uh, to the nice notes uh, that I get in the mail from you. You know who you are. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And also to... Uh, um, my friend out there, I won't mention your name, but you'll know who you are. Well, I just wanted to say that um, you're not ruined. You may have issues and problems and difficulties and challenges, but you're not ruined. And uh, I extend that metaphor to everybody out there in this uh, listening area that has things going on in their life, difficult times, challenges, and uh, things that might not be the easiest to deal with all the time and that are difficult to handle sometimes. But uh, I just encourage all of you to stick in there, hang in. Things are changing really, really fast, really, really, really quickly, and we have no idea of knowing what's coming and what availabilities might uh, show up 
at the drop of a dime, things are changing that quickly that, uh, uh, that things can happen to change lives overnight. And that's not always a negative thing, although we see that in the, in the news and we're hammered with it every day. We tend to, uh, our news organizations and our news gathering and delivering organizations tend to focus on the, the dark and the ugly and the nasty and the painful. Uh, but uh, this is a world of duality. And every time you see something nasty, there's also something absolutely fantastic that's happening. Whether you saw it or not, whether you're aware of it or not, whether your perception sees that it's there or not, it is. And uh, so these things are, are happening. And uh, just uh, keep your eyes open and keep your spirit up and uh, let it roll. We'll see where it goes, okay? So to all of you, all my listeners out there, thanks so much. Uh, I've been doing the show now for nine months or so uh, on Saturday mornings, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m., and uh, we're going to be moving in just a couple days, one day actually. So anyway, like I said before, hopefully everybody can uh, can still listen on Mondays, and I appreciate everyone who's been listening for the last nine months and people who uh, responded to the station and told them that they liked the show and uh, helped me have an opportunity to move to a time where maybe more people can hear the stuff that we talk about here on Radio Orbit. And uh, with that in mind, let's uh, talk a little bit about some of the stuff we'll be talking about in the next few weeks. Of course, these will probably be Monday night shows, but the guests will be uh, the same either way. We'll do space weather in a minute, uh, but let's... uh, Let's do a quick reminder about some upcoming guests. Actually, let me give my email address and all that stuff out first. Uh, uh, email address, if you're interested in getting a hold of me, you can always get a hold of me at www.radioorbit.com, R-A-D-I-O-R-B-I-T.com, and you can always email me directly from there. Uh, just click on my name, Mike Hagen, right down there at the bottom of the front page, and uh, if you'd uh, rather just write me an email directly, you can open up your email scribing program and uh, put the address in there as Orbit Radio O-R-B-I-T-R-A-D-I-O at AOL.com that's Orbit Radio at AOL.com okay alright the phone number here in the studio is area code 573-874-5676 if you're outside the 573 area code you can reach us here at 1-800-895- Five six seven six. That's one eight hundred eighty nine point five K O P N. All right. Uh, and when I go to music here, I'll probably put something on here in just a few minutes. Uh, when I go to music, if you give me a call, whoever gives me, let's see, maybe the third telephone call that gets through, uh, I will give you something. I don't know what. Maybe a Fate magazine T-shirt. Maybe a Orbit uh, Cyberspace Orbit Archive CD-ROM. I think I have a, uh, I think I actually have a subscription to Fate Magazine. I have some tickets to Regina Carter, killer uh, electric violinist, uh, electric fi- uh, fiddle player who was supposed to be here in town March 1st, but she uh, postponed the show, and that hasn't been rescheduled yet, but I've still got the tickets, so if somebody's interested in seeing Regina Carter, that's going to be a great show coming up here. Not exactly sure when, but not uh, not too far in the future, I'm sure. 
And uh, anyway, lots of different stuff. So I'll remind you when I go to break here in a minute. But uh, anybody who gives me a call, we'll try to set you up with something, all right? Okay, upcoming guests, uh, as I said tonight, Cheryl Clapton. Really excited to have Cheryl. She's going to be in the studio with me. And uh, she may have actually just snuck in. I think I heard a door just a couple of minutes ago. But uh, regardless, Cheryl and I will be talking about life and times and art and music and mysticism and psychic phenomenon and all kinds of different things. Uh, Cheryl's a really interesting woman and has an amazing, interesting story of her own, so we'll be talking with her in just a little while. Uh, next week, we're going to be airing an interview that I did, uh, um, and this is next Monday, I might add, not this coming Monday, not tomorrow. Uh, the show that I'm going to do tomorrow night, because it is the first, uh, the first show that we do on Monday, I'm just going to open up the phone lines and just sort of wing it. And... Uh, uh, just try to get a feel for what it's like doing the show on Monday night. See who's out there, who's listening, uh, what you uh, know about the show, if anything, what you're interested in hearing, what's on your minds, all that sort of stuff. Uh, tomorrow night, Monday, 11 p.m., uh, you can call me and we'll have a, a little open lines show to find out what's happening on Monday nights. The following Monday, uh, I'll be airing an interview uh, that I did recently with Dr. Rick Strassman. And uh, Dr. Strassman is the author of uh, the book called DMT, The Spirit Molecule. Super interesting uh, uh, physician out in uh, New Mexico, actually a tenured professor at the University of New Mexico who underwent a, uh, a 10-year study with a number of uh, different subjects exploring the implications and the effects of a chemical compound called DMT that's found endogenously in the human brain and also in the brains of many animals uh, on this planet. It's also found in many, many plants on the planet. And uh, DMT is a really interesting compound. And uh, in the uh, sufficient doses, it brings on a tremendous uh, psychedelic, psychoactive effect. And uh, it... Uh, also has some other very unique uh, properties that um, that it brings with it. So we're going to be talking about that with Dr. Rick Strassman, and uh, that'll be coming up in just about uh, eight days or so. Okay, uh, Richard K. Moore, sort of a social commentator and an historian, we'll be talking to Richard in the next few weeks. I've sort of been uh, um, tentative and a little reluctant to get Richard on the air, only because he's so out there uh, that I don't want to end up. Uh, with a bullet in my head for Aaron him because he will really rock the boat um, and it's sort of along political lines uh, socio-political geopolitical lines which is uh, an area that I don't tread on to very often here I try to stay away from uh, the political arena only because I think it's primarily nonsense and a waste of time and energy um, but uh, Richard has his take on it for sure and uh uh, for those of you who like to talk about conspiracy theory, well, Richard will lay, about, lay out uh, about every one that uh, you could ever conceive of and basically uh, will tell you that they're all going on at the same time, <laughs> which is sort of something that I believe, actually. I've always told people that I'm sort of immune to paranoia. Uh, so for those of you who aren't, well, just listen in wonder. But... Uh, just because I'm immune to paranoia does not, uh, does not mean that I don't believe or 
recognize conspiracy. Conspiracy is everywhere. Conspiracy is around every corner. It's not conspiracy theory. It's conspiracy fact. And uh, uh, I've seen many, many, many of them with my own eyes uh, in the last 15 years of my life. And uh, the bottom line, though, for me is that none of them are successful. <laughs> The idea that any one of these particular gangs or groups or cabals or uh, cartels, that any of them are in control, to me, that's a farce. I don't think any of them are in control. I think that we're much more fortunate and that the real truth of the matter is that no one is in control. No one whatsoever. This is the night ride on the runaway train. And I hope you're enjoying it, because it's going to get better. All right. Okay, listen, uh, let's take a quick break here. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is Mike Hagan. You're listening to Radio Orbit. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll come back and we'll do space weather. I've got a few stories that I want to talk to you about. And then we'll have uh, Cheryl Clapton live on the air and in the studio with me and uh, playing some wonderful music and chatting it up. So stick around for me and Cheryl coming up in just a little while. In the meantime... Who is this? I'm not sure who this is. Uh, this is actually this is something that I decided to play uh, right at the beginning of the show, sort of apropos for my last Saturday night. This is um, this is Sinead O'Connor, and this is the last day of our acquaintance. This is the last day of our acquaintance I will meet you later in somebody's office I'll somebody Two years ago. 
right, Sinead O'Connor, this is the last day of our acquaintance. And hopefully it's really not the last day of our acquaintance. It was just sort of a, a sort of an apropos song to play, considering that I was just telling you how we're moving the show to Monday, but hopefully we don't lose any of you. Hopefully you all listen on Monday nights from 11 p.m. until 2 a.m. And like I said before, if you can't do that, listen over the web, okay? www.radioorbit.com. All right, this is Mike Hagan, and it's about 25 after 2 a.m. on Sunday morning, the 20th of March. And uh, let's do space weather here real fast. Uh, it is the vernal equinox, or the spring equinox. Uh, that happens every six months uh, around the 20th of March and around the 20th or 21st of September. Of course, those days vary a little bit because we use a calendar that's very inaccurate. Uh, the Gregorian calendar that is primarily used in the Western Hemisphere is uh, not the most accurate of timekeeping devices, and we see it in many different uh, um, many different aspects of timekeeping and calendrics that many people probably don't think about very often. But uh, we'll have to do a show on that sometime. I'll get somebody like Jose Arguelles on the air, and we'll talk about time and calendrics and how uh, the way that a society schedules their um, their lives and holidays and weeks and uh, months and all of these things, how they really do affect uh, sort of the, uh, the mass psyche. Uh, at any rate, um, the equinox is upon us. As I said, it, uh, the actual uh, equinox itself, which is really just a moment in time, uh, occurred about two hours ago. And what that means is that at that particular time, wherever the sun was rising, at that moment, uh, the sun will be above the horizon for exactly 12 hours today and will be below the horizon for exactly 12 hours. So on the equinoxes, we have equal amounts of light and dark on those days. And, uh, of course... Uh, each particular time zone, really each particular position on the planet has its own equinox. You know, every moment, every breath you take, every second that ticks away on the clock, the sun is rising somewhere on the earth. That happens 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 and a quarter days a year. The sun is always rising. It's just a matter of where. So uh, the equinox is here, and uh, today is one of these days of balance, and the equinox always represents balance to me, this idea of 12 hours of darkness and 12 hours of light. It also always reminds me of uh, the image of the yin and yang, the Chinese image that many of you are familiar with, the sort of the black raindrop or the black fish uh, and the white fish squeezed into a circle sort of hugging one another the black on one side the white on the other side and a serpentine s-shaped border between the two and uh, that image to me always reminds me of equilibrium and balance as well so a lot of that going on in my mind tonight and I hope all of you out there are experiencing a wonderfully balanced morning. And I hope you hold it through 
until the next one in September. Uh, because balance is one of these things that it's all about. And right now we have a planet that is sort of out of balance, it seems. Lots of things going on that are just uh, hard to understand and hard to predict and hard to probabilize. Uh, but here nonetheless. And uh, on this day, if no other, it's a great day to think about balance and to try to bring that back into your own life. And uh, by doing that, try to help bring a little balance uh, back into your little piece of the world. All right, uh, the full moon that's coming up, we actually have a full moon that'll be here in about three or four days, March 24th, March 25th, right around there. And um, according to sort of ancient folklore, this month's moon we call the worm moon. The worm moon, as in earthworm. And of course, that's one of the reasons why it's called the worm moon. It uh, sort of announces the coming of spring and the rising of temperatures, the thawing of the ground, and uh, the awakening of the earthworms. And of course, along with that comes the awakening of the plants and the birds and the sleeping mammals <laughs> and the sleeping amphibians and all the critters that, uh, that start to show themselves in the spring. It's actually amazing. I live in sort of the country. I live out on uh, uh, a little bit outside of town in a sort of wild area. There's lots of room and lots of trees and living things and water and wildlife. And, man, over the last couple, three days, you can just sort of just feel it almost about to break loose. I mean, one uh, one good rain followed by a nice bout of sunshine, and things are going to break open in mid-Missouri. You can just feel it. I can see it all around my property right now, and uh, it's really cool. The springtime here is just so uh, extremely beautiful, and um, I'm just really excited to watch uh, to watch all the all these uh, incredibly diverse forms of life show themselves and uh, bring themselves back after a long winter. So really cool stuff going on right now, and I hope everybody takes the time to go outside and appreciate what's really happening in the world around you, in the, the natural environment, outside of the virtual reality that we have built around ourselves that we call, that we call real. So, at any rate, okay, the worm moon coming up uh, next Thursday and Friday. Also, uh, springtime, uh, the tilt of the planet changes a little bit every year, and we call it aurora, se uh, it's sort of the aurora season. In the northern hemisphere, at least, uh, spring is almost here, like we said before. Of course, that means things are going to get warmer and, uh, and greener and all that sort of thing, but uh, it's also a time of year when the, the magnetic field of the Earth tilts a little bit further south than uh, than typical and uh, that has the effect of firing up geomagnetic storms and sort of increasing the opportunity of aurora borealis that gets seen up in the northern hemisphere in the uh, in the springtime here so during this time of the year uh, even when solar activity isn't really uh, uh, really high you'll still get uh, pretty good auroral activity because of the way the mag field is set up. So if you're in those northern latitudes and you're listening to the program over the web, uh, make sure if you're up in the evening or in the early mornings to take a peer out 
the window or step outside and you'll probably see some lovely stuff going on up there in the north. There has been also um, an interesting uh, solar prominence that's been dancing around on the eastern limb of the sun for the last few days. And pretty cool thing, uh, prominences are uh, these sort of gaseous fingers or tendrils that uh, get launched out from the surface of the sun and they're sort of held above the surface of the sun by, uh, by magnetic force fields. And when you look at them from the angle that we get to see them from the SOHO LASCO satellite imagery, we sort of see them from the side and they appear very bright and beautiful and they have sort of this uh, filament type look to them and they're always glowing and moving and they're really cool to watch but they're actually not as hot uh, the gas that's in inside of a solar prominence isn't really as hot as the gas on the surface of the sun so actually if you saw it from above uh, the prominence would actually appear to be dark because it's not as high a temperature as the as the gas and the surface of the sun below it um, but regardless uh, really interesting things to watch and they're also associ uh, associated with solar flares and uh, coronal mass ejections and uh, but really just uh, another one of these natural beauties that uh, is right here available for all of us to look at if we so decide and if you want to do that just uh, get on the web and go to oh what's the address uh, I think it's www.soho.nasa.org and that'll probably get you close. And uh, if that's not it, just go on any one of your search engines and put in SOHO Satellite, S-O-H-O. And uh, go check that out because uh, we can see some really neat things from right in the privacy of our own homes and our own computer networks. All right, that's space weather. Not much else going on. No uh, asteroids of imminent impact to talk about. Uh, no real significant solar activity. There are a couple of big sunspots that are cruising across the front of the solar disk right now, but no real high activity associated with those as of right now. So let's just move on. Uh, as I said, in about 20 minutes we'll have, uh, or 25 minutes or so, right around the top of the hour, we'll have singer-songwriter Cheryl Clapton on the air with us in the studio. And uh, let's uh, try to couple... Uh, try to cover just a couple more news stories before we do that. Uh, this first one here on this program, you know, I like to I like to talk a lot about uh, ancient history and uh, the fact that we really don't know a whole lot and that we're always learning new things about our past. And uh, he who controls the past control uh, controls the future. And so it's real important that we understand some of these things that went went on in our in our far history. And so I'm going to read a couple stories uh, with that in mind right here, okay? This one here says, Archaeologist finds cradle of Persian religion. This is from Athens, Greece. The mysterious Margianan civilization, which flowered in the desert of what is now Turkmenistan 4,000 years ago, was the cradle of the ancient Persian region and, the, and uh, the cradle of the ancient Persian religion of Zoroastrianism. Greco-Russian archaeologist Vikar Sandrianidis claimed on Friday. He said that the theory would prov provoke controversy among his fellow archaeologists, but uh, 
but his excavations around the site of Gonu Tepe have uncovered temples and evidence of sacrifices that would be consistent with the Zoroastrian cult. The religion was founded by Zarathustra, a Persian prophet who was one of the world's first monotheists and is still practiced uh, today in Iran and in India, among other places. Uh, archaeologists in eastern Turkmenistan region have discovered the foundations of a huge palace, seven temples, a vast mausoleum, all kinds of things. Uh, the Russian researcher believes the civilization emerged with the arrival in the region of people seeking an, ex uh, an escape from drought in Mesopotamia, which is uh, now where we call Syria. 95% of the ruins of the mausoleum look similar to those of Mesopotamia, he says. And he also points out that the similarity in the palace gate uh, with the Minoan palace of Gnosis on the Greek island of Crete. So once again, another story about uh, a historical revelation that was unexpected and uh, throws a monkey wrench into the old ideas of the way history was perceived before this happened. Now here's another story that... Uh, goes right along those same lines. This is from the China Daily, and it's titled The Sand Dune That Time Forgot. Archaeologists working in the extreme desert terrain of the Xianjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region have moved a step closer to unraveling the mystery of a 40-century-old civilization. They unearthed 163 tombs containing mummies during their ongoing and long excavation at the mysterious Zhuaho tomb. It's all thanks to the translation of a diary kept by a Swedish explorer more than 70 years ago. We have found more than 30 coffins containing mummies, said Idilesi Abaduresi, head of the Xinjiang Cultural Relics and Archaeology Institute and the excavation team. The complex is believed to contain 330 or so tombs buried in several layers within a 2,500 square meter sand dune. Most of the items are in their original state from the time that they were buried and that will help reveal a lot of information about the society the lifestyle of the people of that time said Idelis during his trip back from the desert dust and heat to the region's capital to record the finds and destroy the artifacts the Ziaho tombs are believed to have been the burial site of the mysterious Lulan kingdom which disappeared without historical trace about 15 years ago now the story goes on to say a few more things but I won't get too deeply into the detail but again uh, an incredible discovery uh, that's been uncovered in China and of course uh, the interesting thing about this or one of the interesting things about it is that the details of it uh, or the or the clues to its existence were revealed 70 years ago by a Swedish researcher who was there and saw it at the time so amazing how things can be revealed uncovered and then still not really talked about or uh, uh, investigated researched thoroughly for many many years it reminds me of the story of Royal Raymond Reif for those of you who listened to the program a few weeks ago when we talked to Sean Montgomery uh, Sean Montgomery about Royal Raymond Reif you know the work that uh, the work that Dr. Reif was doing um, uh, was done nearly a hundred years ago as well and it's still buried nearly as deeply as this civilization lost under the sands uh, for 4,000 years in the Chinese desert. So, amazing stuff. All right, uh, I've got 
a couple other stories that I want to read, but I think we've got time to take one more quick break, and uh, they sort of set up the interview that's coming up with Cheryl a little bit uh, uh, better than most. So we'll wait a few minutes and read those when we come back. In the meantime, this is Maria McKee from a compilation disc called Sweet Relief, and this is the title track of that release. Maria McKee on Radio Orbit, KOPN. This is Sweet Relief. This is Mike Hagan. I'll be back in just a few minutes, and I'll catch you then.
Okay, all right. Maria McKee from a great compilation called Sweet Relief. It came out, I don't know, probably 15 years ago or so. It was for, you know, a lot of people out here are familiar with um, a girl whose name is Lucinda Williams. And she gets a lot of airplay around here. And she gets a lot of airplay on this uh, station, actually. But uh, Lucinda had a sister whose name was Victoria Williams. And uh, Victoria died of... Uh, Either MS or MD. I'm not sure if it was uh, muscular dystrophy or or uh, multiple sclerosis. And uh, I apologize for not knowing that. But at any rate, uh, this was a benefit that was done uh, in honor of Victoria. And uh, there were a lot of real great artists that uh, that performed some real cool stuff on that uh, on that CD. So anyway, if you're interested in a real cool compilation, check it out. It's called Sweet Relief, and it's a a benefit for Victoria Williams. Uh, the late, great sister of Lucinda, who's still around. All right, this is Mike Hagan. You're listening to Radio Orbit on KOPN 89.5 FM. It's about uh, uh, 2.45 in the a.m., and I'm going to read one quick story here for you to set up my lovely guest who just walked in the door and is in front of me now strapping on her guitar and we're getting the microphone set up here for the lovely Miss Cheryl Clapton who's going to be with us for the next couple of hours and uh, this is uh, something that sort of uh, made me think of Cheryl so alright as uh, we know before uh, uh, before the break we were talking about the equinox and this idea of balance and uh, one of the things that's uh, uh, that's also very dependent upon balance to work right our relationships and even individual persons and people having balance within ourselves and one of the things that has to be balanced is the masculine with the feminine and uh, these days there seems to be a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of favor paid to the the latter of those or the former I should say the masculine side gets a lot of attention in this culture of ours and it's one of the reasons why things are so out of whack. And uh, to bring things back into balance, uh, we need to bring back the feminine a little bit, I think. And here's a story that sort of makes that point. This is from the London, UK Times Online. The title says, Cleopatra seduced the Romans with her irresistible mind. Long before Shakespeare portrayed her as history's most exotic femme fatale, Cleopatra was revered throughout the Arab world for her brain. Medieval Arab scholars never referred to the Egyptian queen's appearance, and they made no mention of the dangerous sensuality which supposedly corrupted Julius Caesar and Mark Antony. Instead, they marveled at her intellectual accomplishments, from alchemy to medicine to philosophy, mathematics, and town planning, a new book is claimed. Even Elizabeth Taylor, who famously played the title role in the 1963 epic Cleopatra, would have struggled to inject sex appeal into this queen. Arab writers depict Cleopatra's court as a place of intellectual seminars and scholarship rather than the more traditional vision of coal-rimmed eyes and hedonistic intrigue. They admired her scientific knowledge and her administrative ability, the book's author, Okasha El-Dalai, who was based in the Petrie Museum of Egyptian Archaeology at the University College of London, said. In Egyptology, the missing millennium, he writes, Arabic sources often refer to Cleopatra as the virtuous scholar and cite scientific books written by her as the definitive works in their field. She was also regarded as a great builder. 
he claims, responsible, among other things, for a canal to supply the city of Alexandria with water from the Nile. And uh, this story goes on a little bit longer as well, but uh, just a real nice little piece that uh, makes the point again that uh, history is one of these things that uh, there's still much, much to learn about and many things that uh, that are still very mysterious about it. You know, I have an interesting... Uh, uh, I have a number of very close Native American friends uh, back in the Colorado area, and one of the Lakota elders, uh, elders told me a long time ago, he said, Michael, you know, there are two things. He said, there is the past, which never changes, and there is history, which always does. And, of course... He uh, was referring to the, the idea that history is written typically by the winners and history has been rewritten many, many times over all of these years and uh, sometimes the real deal just doesn't come through. Uh, but the past is something that you cannot change. Uh, you can talk about it all you like and you can spin it any way you like. And in fact, if you look at history, uh, our collective history is spin. That's all history is. It's just spin. And uh, it's not always the same as the past. Uh, so at any rate, uh, lots of things to learn, lots of things to see, lots of things to do, lots of good reasons to stick around on this planet and do good things while you're here. And uh, with that in mind, we're going to do that right now. And um, I'm not sure what mic we got here on, but my guest tonight is singer, songwriter, and uh, a gifted woman in general. Her name is Cheryl Clapton, and uh, we're real fortunate to have her on the program with us tonight. And we're going to be talking and playing some live music and, uh, well, not even sure what else. But uh, anyway, you guys are all lucky that Cheryl's with me here live in the studio to play music for you all tonight. So, Cheryl, hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for uh, uh, Thanks for getting up in the middle of the night and coming down here to hang out with me for a couple hours. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for the invitation. Ah, no problem at all. No problem at all. All right. Well, um, I think uh, because I love your music so much, rather than start off with a talk, let's start off with a, with a song, if you don't mind. Why don't you, you're, you're looking like you're all ready for me there. So, uh, yeah. so let's play something, and then um, and then we'll uh, then we'll talk afterwards. Okay. Okay. All right, everybody. This is uh, this is the first of a number of songs I'm sure we'll hear tonight uh, from. The wonderful Cheryl Clapton, and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Okay, this is Mike Hagen. You're listening to Radio Orbit on KOPN 89.5 FM. I wrote this about a trip I took in New Mexico. I had my two children in the back seat with me. And it was snow like snow all around. All these cars were pulled off to the side of the road. Watching these lights in the sky. Later on, I wrote this song about it, and I played it at the Aztec UFO Symposiums. And they seemed to relate to it. I don't know what they were. You know, there's a lot of activity out there with the Air Force bases and all. But I'm sure. Changed a lot of lives when I saw the love that night. Somewhere I know that's not a thing. 
Cheryl. What's the name of that song? North of Santa Fe. North of Santa Fe. Incredible. How long ago did you write that? I wrote that in um, 1998. Wow. Very nice stuff from uh, from Cheryl Clapton. All right. Well, Cheryl, what? Uh, how long have you been playing music? Um, I've been curious to ask you that for, for a long time. Have you been playing for... Oh, I've been playing music for... Um, 
all my life that I remember. <laughs> I do have amnesia, um, but that's that was all you know, my life before 1997, basically. And I've I've done a lot to re-educate myself and to retrain for productive lifestyle <laughs> but, you know, to, to support myself etc enjoy life and you know, everyone learns every day and you can pack a lot into one day in the way of learning and Boy. experiencing life <laughs> no question about it well you know uh we have a lot of time tonight and one of the reasons why why i wanted to have you on the show not only do i appreciate your uh your musical skills and uh, talents, but I also think that you have a really interesting story uh, beyond that. So maybe that's something that we could talk about a little bit, as much as you're comfortable with. Um, I'm I'm very curious as to uh, as to uh, this amnesiac uh, episode. How did? Could you tell me a little bit about how it happened, or uh, or what uh, what? Well, we think it was the result of a head injury, basically. That's you know. If you have amnesia, you don't really remember <laughs> what happened. Right, right? So, right, right. Um, I know it wasn't anything I did intentionally, or you know, I don't, what do you do? You wake up with amnesia. You don't remember. You you try your best to go everywhere that you might have been before to to spark the memories. I've worked a lot with um, Alzheimer's patients hmm. and did that for a year in Albuquerque at um, a facility there. I was actually hired to go in and and do music therapy of a sort with them, and it, it was phenomenal in its result. And um, I found that their attention span went from approximately 10 minutes a session at the beginning to after the year was complete over uh, over an hour. Wow! And they would remember me each time I went in, which was every other week. But back to this the situation you, you you go through therapy you you um, talk to doctors about it and they confirm you know the problem is real and and you just learn to deal with it huh. the most important thing anyway in life is is the the future now and what what we're doing right now no question you know, we have that. to be here now if we're not where are we you know where are we living we don't fit in the synchronicity of time that's right. There's a whole, else. yeah. There's a whole lot of, uh, there's a whole lot of living in the past uh, that goes on. No question about it. And uh, although it certainly, uh, I guess, has its value to look back and learn from. Uh, there's a difference between learning from the past and learning from your experiences, as opposed to remaining there and living in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Oh well, no, then you know that's then. This is now. That's then. This we is change now. each second, and oh, yeah. it's important to grasp all the tools that we have em- emotionally, mentally, and and live with that because we're at a better point than in time anyway. And it's like you were saying about history and the past. You know, the past is solid and concrete and, and permanent. His story is his story of the past. Whether it's his or hers, I think of it as non-specific gender, but history. Yeah. Well, for the last 5,000 years or so, it has been his story. We've been stuck in this sort of paternalistic, masculine nightmare that uh, uh, that is 
that is ongoing that sort of put us in the situation where we're in, I think. And I, and I don't particularly pick on masculinity or femininity. What I pick on is when either one of them gets out of whack. And I think that uh, either one of them uh, alone is... Uh, uh, is debilitative. Uh, I, in other words, uh, I don't think that uh, if we had all women running the whole show that everything would be peaches. I think that what we need is this balance between the men and the women, between the masculine and the feminine. Oh, I agree. I believe that the reason the masculine is so strong and has been for an extended period of time is simply because it is that way when people, humanity is in a defensive mode. The masculine is there for a very specific reason, and it's to protect the family. And as long as the world is at war or in defense mode, the masculine side will be stronger. And, it, you know, the movement to move women to the front, it covers many reasons, but a lot of it is the desire to have more of a balance. And often if people think, well... They, they're striving for that balance, but they might not even understand exactly why. You know, it's, it's a matter of, yes, it's important for the women to be able to come forth as well and speak their minds, because in so many societies, the women are the ones raising the children, instilling the thoughts and the understanding of society. They need to be well-rounded and educated mm -hmm. about what is going, going to be needed for the child that they are raising. I'm speaking of perhaps third world countries or other countries where the women always stay home. And I think that's, to me, raising the child is the most one of the most admirable things you can do anyway. So that, that to me, is a, a, a job sent from heaven. Gosh. But, but <laughs> it's like um, people in some societies, it's it's gone from the men being out there and prominent to men misunderstanding why they're out there and becoming abusive to the women because they feel they're less. And that needs to change because as that changes, the balance, the pendulum will center more. And it doesn't mean that the women have to be um, vitally striving constantly for change and and pushing themselves forward but but that all of society would be at more peace and more of an even understanding yep i agree with you fully you know it's uh talking about children i have uh, uh an 18 month old son um who is just the light of my life you know and uh i actually had sort of a interesting conversation with a friend uh, about a week ago, uh, a friend who doesn't have any children, and uh, this particular friend made a comment to me that 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 uh, from from her particular perspective, that having children was a very selfish thing to do. She, in fact, she 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 uh, um, she expressed that she thought that having a child was one of the most selfish things that a person could do, and I thought uh, I kind of giggled to myself a little bit. Uh, and thought, well, this is a person who has obviously never had a child. <laughs> it's the most selfless thing I've ever done. I think of how many things that I sacrifice and how what what I would do for that little boy. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And mm -hmm. it, it has it has made me probably less selfish than I've probably been in the whole course of my life. I think. Yes, there's something about having the sensation or the understanding. As I said before, I do have amnesia. 
I have two children. One is 18 and one is 16. And um, I don't remember them. That's very frustrating for the, the whole situation. Gosh, I can't imagine. And I, I, I say this because there are other people out there with similar situations, and it's important for them. It can be so frustrating. It's important for them to understand that they can live past it. They can make the best of what they have. And you live with, with for me, I spent a lot of wonderful time with, with these young people, and I wrote North of Santa Fe about them, and many of my songs have written about them. But it's it's a matter of um, enjoying their, them as the, their individuals, and they're they're constant sources of inspiration and joy. You know, they're, they're, I, I got to be with Cole this year, and uh, he's the oldest. He turned 18 at uh, Fort Leonard Wood boot camp. Um, I went down there for his graduation. And um, it, it was awesome, and that's what, this is what he's choosing to do, and I support his choice with all my heart. So he's in the service? Yes, in the Army. In the Army. Yep, uh, there are a lot of our young men uh, in that situation right now, and, I'm, and, and I, I fully uh, am with you on that, too. I, I don't particularly agree with some of the things that are happening, but uh, I certainly support all the young men and women that are trying to do their best to, to help to help this thing work out and uh, uh, they're unfortunately they're usually the ones that bear the brunt of the difficulty uh, from the decisions be they poor or good uh, uh, from the from the honchos uh, you know in the in the ivory towers and um, <laughs> it's really yeah, it's 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 interesting. I I was fascinated when I went there and saw the graduation and was part of that. There were so many wonderful people that I briefly encountered, that I watched with their families, that um, the, just a wonderful part of our society. And I didn't see them as people who were cruel mm-hmm. or mean or there to go out and hurt anyone. But there to help, there to help make this country stronger in peace. And that's how it will really be. Yeah, and that's the way that we have to look at it. Uh, I think that's the way that we have to look at it. Where it doesn't mean we can't uh, keep working to try to get out of these situations and try to make them better. But uh, but as as we're in the midst of them, uh, we have to hold those people close. Uh, Me too in our hearts so well uh, let, let me ask you another question we've been talking about family and stuff um, I have actually two questions uh, the first one uh, regarding family has did you have friends and family that were able and that are able to help you try to piece uh, some oh. of the stuff back together oh absolutely I talk frequently to my dad he's he's uh, in Oklahoma he's moved around a bit he, he was born in Iowa and um now, see, we lived in, in Oklahoma, so we lived in the Midwest when I was a child. And um, I wrote a song about fireflies. It, it sparked memories. You know, I, I still don't remember that life, but I've done a lot of research about it. And he's told me a lot of stories, and my mom's told me a lot of stories. I talked to her, and uh, she's back in New Mexico. And, and um, you know, you do. I lived with, back there with them for uh, quite a period of time. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But, yes. All right. They've well. helped significantly put my life back together. 
man, it's an, it's it's a, it's a mind bender just for me to sit here thinking about it. I'm thinking, you know, you know, just to try to try to walk in your shoes, you know, and try to put myself in that situation. To, quite frankly, I I can't do it. I, I don't I, I don't have the frame of reference. I don't think to to do it. Um, but hey, uh, here's another one. Maybe more of an assumption than a question. But I'm guessing that all of your music must have been written since. Yes. Amazing. Every bit of it. There, oh. there wasn't any record of me ever writing music before. So you didn't have a musical bent before uh, no. 1997. No, no. As far as I found out, I I spent time living with my aunt, and she told me that we used to play guitar together and sing. <laughs> But Incredible. she said, but you, you could not ever write music before. And I'm going, well, thank you, God. <laughs> you know, awesome. You know, and I'm, I truly mean that from my heart and soul. Without God, I'd just be dead. You know, it's so like, maybe it's not quite ready for me yet. <laughs> yep, <I laughs> to think, get leave. I mean. I think that's right. I always, I always think that if you're still here... Well, you you still have something to do, apparently. Oh, I have. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoy life. Yeah. I've had so much fun living here in Missouri. Um, so many wonderful things that I've been able to be a part of, like KOPN here. Yeah, me too. You and I sort of both moved uh, here from different. Well, actually, I came from Colorado and you came from New Mexico, but uh, but we both moved up around the same time. And I've I've found it interesting too that the sort of dynamic here at KOPN is sort of a real. Uh, interesting place, sort of has a magnetism about it, or it's some, it, it acts like an attractor of sorts. It uh, is, it is. It's a, it's a magnet station. <laughs> you know, like you think of magnet schools, or you think of, you know, it is. It's wonderful, and I, I look forward to having. I, I am on. We're both on the board here, and it's, it's important to look forward to the, the advances and the, the new things that will be coming in to, to help the station grow and and provide more awareness to people about the unique diversity that it offers. Uh, like online streaming hopefully will be something that happens soon. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I got lots of lot, lots of my listeners have send me emails and stuff and say, "Hey, when are you guys going to start streaming? When are you guys going to start streaming?" And uh but it's coming it's uh it's close you guys. We're we're talking about it already right now. We're in talks and I think that they're is uh, some potential grant money perhaps for this sort of thing and uh, anyway uh, stick around because KOPN will be streaming live to the whole world pretty soon uh, hopefully even maybe this year so um, uh, well Cheryl I tell you what I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna drop something else on the audience but let's wait how about um, can you will you play another song for us sure um, how about <coughs> excuse me sure my voice is crackling just a little bit. Well, it's only if 10 after 3 in the morning. I don't know why your voice isn't just exactly perfect, you know. Yeah, if you feel for a minute, I'll go get a drink of coffee and I'll be right back. <laughs> okay? Sure. All right. So now here's the cool thing. Uh, Cheryl um, uh, does... Uh, Cheryl has a pay-in gig now at uh, one of the other local radio stations not far from here. And uh, she also used to do... Uh, two programs here on KOPN. One of her shows was on Monday night from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. And uh, if you were paying attention, you know that that's the slot that Radio Orbit is moving to tomorrow night. And uh, so uh, as Cheryl uh, moves on to her... Um, 
her most recent uh, position at the news station. I'm actually going to slip into her spot on Monday nights, which is really cool for me. And I just thought it was a really interesting little piece of synchronicity because uh, I've been planning on having Cheryl on my show for quite some time. We've been talking about doing this for a couple months at least. And, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe a month or so uh, ago, we chose the date. And I thought it would be perfect to, to have a show with Cheryl on the Equinox, first of all. And so that was sort of my original idea. And then, uh, of course, uh, unbeknownst to both of us, uh, after we had planned this whole thing, Cheryl got her new uh, her new gig, and uh, a spot on Monday night opened up, which, of course, I'm going to jump into, and that turns out that that was Cheryl's spot. So now my last show on Saturday nights, my guest is the woman whose show spot I'm going to take on the <laughs> following night, so I just think it was so cool. That's cool, and you know we will be in competition. Yeah, I know. She's on the air at the same time I am. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Probably. Do you mind if I say <laughs> the name of my show? Not at all. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're still, I'm still kind of coming up with a name for it, but it's on at midnight, and it's on Power 97. That's 97.7 Classic Rock, and um, it goes, I, I run from Midnight to 6 a.m. Wow. You got the overnight. Yes. All right. Wonderful. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Power 97.7 FM. And that's where they're not right here in Columbia. Not, what is it? 45, an hour away from here or something like that? It's, it's about an hour away from here. Sedalia? Sedalia. Yeah. Sedalia. Okay. All right. Well, I'll make you a deal. I'll tell my listeners that when they can't handle listening to me anymore because <laughs> either they're sick of it or their brain is bent or something that I'll send them over to your station and you do the same with yours when they're when they need something other than some music send them uh, send them my way okay? absolutely <laughs> yeah, I'm always going to support KOPN and it's like I told my boss about this and he's 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 behind community community events community cooperatives like basically you know this this is and it's 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 wonderful. He says, don't don't change what you're doing. You right. know, <laughs> I just had to resign from that position because it con conflicted with my new schedule. Yep. Uh, in fact, that's uh, sort of what we're here doing. I'm glad to see it, and I think uh, I'd love to see more people here at KOPN uh, take what they learn here and what they do here. And of course, you have uh, uh, quite a history in in radio. I know that uh, sure. this was more of a more of a um, uh, a hobby or a, or, a, or, a, or a fun thing, I think, for you to do. But uh, certainly there are a lot of people here that don't have the sort of experience that you have in radio and that can learn how to do it here and maybe take it, uh, take it to another level, like, like, you have, uh, like you have and like you've done in the past. So. Well, yes, I board certified at, at a, a radio station in Albuquerque. It was at KUNM. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed working with them. I attended UNM. And after that, well, I actually did that while I was working with Citadel Radio Group there. But I was a producer and sound engineer and ran shows on on 770 KKOB, cool. which is a news talk station. And I used to carry Art Bell, yeah. among many others. Sure. <laughs> and uh, I produced, I was able to produce live talk shows there, which would include people like um, U.S. Marshals, public defenders, all sorts of different interesting people who, who worked in the, in the community there. Cool. Uh -huh. All right. Well, uh, I think uh, 
I think you got your voice back there, so uh, I'm going to ask for another song here. So. Okay. Now, I wrote this song in August before we went into Iraq. It's about, as I wrote it, the vision was coming to me. And I call it Magic Door. In my mind, I saw a huge army leaving a sea and heading north on land. great name too for that song God I think of the universal mind which to me is God as being the, the hugest magic door that will ever exist <laughs> and it's just a joy it's you know to me it's what the birds fly with and they I see so many of them flying in flocks that turn at 
fast and rapid angles and you know they I, I really don't ever see a bird collide with another it's amazing it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like watching a, a school of fish yes. that, that, that all change direction at exactly the same time and yeah there's definitely some field of communication that they're sharing and uh, it's obvious when you watch them yeah yeah and it's, it's a joy to me because it's all based on free will to me so it's, it's wonderful yeah you know um I uh, I mentioned earlier I, I sort of live out in the country a little bit and when I uh, I uh, drive into work every day and on Thursday or maybe it was Wednesday I saw um, as I was leaving my little uh, neighborhood we have lots of trees and um, there are a couple of uh, electrical wires though or telephone lines that come into uh, come into our neighborhood, but they they sort of snake through a bunch of trees, and there uh, there's one part of the line that is sort of I don't know maybe 50 or 75 feet uh, of this uh, phone line or power line. I don't even know what it is that's sort of uh, suspended between these two big old cedar trees, and it's if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't even see it probably. Um, but I was driving out and a there were three birds that were flying over my head, and uh, I was watching them. And I looked over to my right toward this area where this line is, and there were a bunch of birds that were sitting on the line, maybe five or six of them. And as the three birds flew uh, in that general direction, one of them all of a sudden just sort of cut off, mm -hmm. uh, left the other two who kept on flying, and uh, this one came down, snuck in between those two trees, knew exactly where he was going or she was going, and uh, took a seat on that line right next to what I'm guessing was his or her friend. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it, yeah, it was so obvious to me. I mean, this bird obviously made a decision to leave those other two birds and go hang on that line with uh, with his or her buddies or something. I mean, that's that was the... the perfectly clear uh, feeling that I had when I was watching it happen. Mm -hmm. They're fun. I wrote a song about a bird that kept singing outside my window. I played it. I got to play in Ful at Fulton Middle School yesterday for cool. their, their arts event. It was wonderful. You want to play it for us? Sure. All right, let's do it. Yeah, and uh, I want to add as Cheryl gets going here, she does a lot of wonderful things uh, with the children around here and... Uh, that's where it's at. So uh, here's another one from Cheryl Clapton. Enjoy it. Turn me see up 
here we gotta pay a couple bills here so uh we'll be back in a minute this is mike hagan and you're listening to radio orbit on kopn 89.5 fm my guest this evening or this morning is uh the wonderful cheryl clapton and we'll be back with more from cheryl in just a little while and uh in the meantime 
get a load of this.
was Liz Fair from one of my favorite CDs called Exile in Guyville. And uh, I also want to mention that it's Women's History Month. That's another reason why I chose this particular weekend to have Cheryl in and uh, trying to feature uh, the music of the feminine variety all month. And, you know, it's, it's actually forced me to sort of uh, dig into my collection and pull out all of my favorite uh, female artists over the last few weeks. And uh, it's been great, actually, because uh, I've pulled out some, some stuff that I haven't listened to for a long time. And uh, that Liz, uh, Liz Fair CD being one of them. And uh, I think I'll take it with me and throw it back in in the car when I get to, uh, when I head home. So at any rate, okay, uh, this is Mike Hagan, and you're listening to Radio Orbit on KOPN 89.5 FM. And uh, I'm with you usually every Saturday night from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. or Sunday morning, I guess. I've... I've been doing this for nine months, and I still call it Saturday night as opposed to Sunday morning. Uh, but uh, that is all about to change, and change is good. And uh, we're going to take this program uh, to Monday nights, uh, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m., and that'll start tomorrow night, about 30, 35 hours from now. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to that. And as I said before, I hope everyone that listens on Saturday can uh, can join join in on Monday night. My guest in the studio tonight is Cheryl Clapton. Cheryl is a uh, a local singer, songwriter, artist, musician. You know, we have a lot more to talk about as well, Cheryl. I want to talk about uh, some of the more esoteric side of uh, your experience in the last uh, in the last eight years as well. That would be great. But um, we got plenty of time to do that, and uh, we've been listening to Cheryl play the guitar and sing and perform uh, some of her wonderful music, and I'm totally digging it. So uh, I just asked her on the break. I'm like, well, how, m- how many songs? I'm like, you could probably play all night. I know you- I know she's written many, many songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, how much do you want to play? And she's like, well, I'll play as much as you want me to play. So anyway, I wanted to play a lot, uh, so... I'm going to ask her to play another song, maybe, and okay. then uh, and then we can chat a little bit more afterwards, and um, maybe at the top of the hour uh, we'll change gears a little bit and we'll sit down and chat a little bit about some of these other things. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. All right, cool. What are you going to play? I'm going to play a song called Train Stop. It's um, as I said before, I work with um, Alzheimer's patients. I work with other people in nursing homes. I like to perform there play traditional songs for them as well as my own great i like the uh, feedback from them um if they to me i respect their their ideas and their beliefs and um i find it very important to see how they feel about my music before i go out and play it for children while you can still recant <laughs> absolutely go oh pardon me <laughs> you know but i'm going like no they, they like it and they they asked me to come back and perform again so i i have i have a wonderful time working with them but uh, this song is about memories it, it's so important for people to have the opportunity to take time with their grandparents while they're here with um, you know you, you never know when they're going to go on and though you can still be in contact with them in a way it's not ever the same as, as it is whenever you have the opportunity to spend time with them so I wrote this song about wonderful memories of, of 
going up in your grandparents' attic and finding all sorts of treasures. <laughs> toys in the, well, I oops, I named it Toys in the Attic at first before I remembered that you know there was a Toys in the Attic album out there. So. Right, Errol Smith yeah. and Stephen <laughs> Tyler come down. Excuse me, Errol Smith. <laughs> say, hey, that's a copyright infringement or something. <laughs> I'm going like, no, I didn't mean it that way. Let's <laughs> call Try and Stop. All right, cool.
All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Again. That fits the KOPN, too, in a way. You know? yeah. It's like an attic to the buildings below. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. You know, uh, that's, a, that's another really pretty song, and you made me think beforehand um, when you were sort of doing your introduction to it, uh, you mentioned how important it is that we spend time with uh, the older folks in our lives, you know, whether they're, whether they're uh, grandparents or or just older friends or whatever you know it's I my all of all of my own uh, grandparents are long passed away uh, uh, from when I was quite a bit younger um, but uh, the time that I spent with them was was well spent and it was awesome and it's really frustrating to me that in the Western culture you know we tend to be cut off from our elders and mm-hmm. and, and we warehouse them and uh, um, basically, uh, have an idea that they that they lose their worth somehow uh, as they leave the workforce. You know, it's this whole idea that uh, if you're not contributing economically, then you're somehow not valuable. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we we really need to to value our elders. <laughs> you know, and and. Whenever they're they have the opportunity to retire, they they still they contribute so incredibly much. I, the different places that I've been able to volunteer here as an AmeriCorps um, member have been fascinating to me and wonderful. I I work currently with Central Latino Agency here, which does a lot for the community. Mm-hmm. You know, with their after-school program and their English as a second language and right, right. computer. And help and, and availability for online interaction, and and they have the health screenings and referrals and and legal referrals for people who may have legal questions. You know that are unfamiliar with the legal system here. Um, a lot a lot of good things that they do over there. Yeah, you know, for me, uh, <laughs> you know, when I think about it. Talk about selfish. It's actually one of the most selfish things that I do, I think. Um, many of my f- closest friends are a lot older than me. <laughs> and uh, the, the value of the things that they can teach me just because of what they've been through. Mm-hmm. You know, experience is, is, uh, is the is the top of the mountain you know uh, you can read all you want you can talk all you want but until you've actually been there and lived in and experienced it it's not the same and fortunately uh, many of our uh, older people now you know one of the benefits of technology although you could argue there have been a lot of uh, a lot of uh, detriment of technology as well but um, people live a lot longer than they used to live and it gives people an opportunity to learn more and to recognize patterns and to uh uh to to grow wise and mm-hmm. and it's crazy because you know all of the, the the great majority of the traditional cultures and the indigenous cultures place great value upon their older uh members and in fact they are the wisdom keepers and the ones who set the compass mm-hmm. so to speak for the rest of uh the group they do and 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 i think that 
a lot of the problems that we're seeing in our own culture are directly related to that. We have we have so many uh, issues that are that are symptomatic of one thing, and that is the lack of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going like, why why would anyone want to turn away wisdom? <laughs> it yeah. doesn't make any sense to me because it's it's all part of that. You know, people don't understand that. Yes, there is actually an entity called wisdom. I mean, they talk about it in the Old Testament proverbs. In other places, but it's all part of God, you know. And it's actually, you know, yes, there is a mind there, <laughs> so you know, it's phenomenal. But the, the people that I've been able to work with here in Columbia, the aged, they're. Um, I, I worked on a Columbia Manor as an aide, and um, that's just occasionally. But um, it's given me the opportunity to stay in touch with them. And I've, I've been able to help. I just work there a couple of hours when I do work there. And it's, I work helping the, the, the people that can't eat any longer by themselves without assistance. One lady I work with is 100 years old. And it's, you know, it, at this point, in order to hear, she uses headphones. And I'm going, cool, I can get into that. <laughs> She's a wonderful lady. And all, all of the people that I've been able to work with, and I've, I've, I take all of them ice water when I first get there. And I get to interact a little bit with each of them. And, and it's, it's so positive. You know, I tell them about what's going on outside right now. And, and some of them I routinely will say, okay, today's, you know, today's Sunday, March 20th. 2005 right. and sometimes it's it's generally whenever they've been talking about oh something else that they're perhaps seeing you know like do you see that child over there and I'm going well no but I'm, I know you do uh-huh. you know and I'm going okay then I'll bring them I'll, I'll start talking to them about now you know like you, did you know what today was you know and I say the name and the day to, of the day and then I'll say, and, and our president is, is George W. Bush right now. And sometimes they look real surprised, like, who <laughs> yeah, is that? That'll shake them back into reality <laughs> if nothing will. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, um, I, I do appreciate his support of the AmeriCorps. That, that, that's, that's been very, I think, the AmeriCorps, uh, I've gone through, this is my second year with it, and... I look forward to blending some some time out at the different cities that are in our listening area as a kind of an outreach. Of, we are KOPN, and and blend it with bringing awareness to Central Latino Agency because there are people living all about that may be immigrants, mm. and it can be a benefit to all of them. Um, but I'd like to, and perhaps I'm going to talk to the libraries and see if if they would be open to. You know, having a, a little appearance, maybe an hour long, with an informational type booth available, so people can learn more about KOPN and also AmeriCorps cool. and, and the programs which it supports. I also worked with the Intersection program here in town for almost a year, and I had a wonderful time over there. I had a music class and a poetry class, and I, I just had a wonderful time. It was great. Well, you know, it's amazing to me you. It seems like uh, you don't run out of energy, and th- this uh, maybe it's an effect of what happened to you eight or nine years ago. But it seems like you're making sure you catch up with everything, and uh, you you you're doing 
all kinds of tremendous things. It's just so cool. So. Well, there's so many things to fill your time with. Man. And and I feel like, um, you know, as a parent, I need to be able to set an example of sorts for my own children. And I support what's what's good around the world. And I love all the... I love the earth. It's it's beautiful. It's all part of what's happening. And I feel strongly about supporting the integrity of our country, the honesty, the truth, and the real future of what our country is and will be. It's a child of all the other nations. Mm-hmm. And being so, it shouldn't ever need to be a, a, a country that's a reward upon by another one. We're all family. And it makes... It makes no sense to me about anybody war in any way, but we do have a right to defend ourselves. I was at Ground Zero in New York, and I was there when they were loading an ambulance. I um, I don't ever want to see anything like that happen to our country again. I agree with you, Cheryl. I don't want to see it happen anywhere, quite frankly. No, I don't either. All right. Well, uh, maybe you have something uh, apropos to play with that in mind. It looks like okay. you're. Uh, looks like you got something. I wrote. Uh, okay. I wrote this about. Um, let's see, in Albuquerque, when I was working with uh, the news talk radio station there, one of the I got to go out and do like all hundreds of remotes all over the city, and it's been like the fun here working with KOPN. <laughs> you know, and it's it's awesome. People don't realize how fun it is to get out and about with things oh. like that. But, you know, people that might want to learn how to do that and perhaps work into a position if they're interested in a position with radio or television either. Whatever you work you do in the media blends in together with other media. Right. But um, we were at uh, Kirtland Air Force Base for the 4th of July. And it was it was this beautiful day. And we were all parked there on the tarmac, and and suddenly we were facing the south, and suddenly this just wall of sand moved towards us from the south. And I looked around, and I said, you know, that's perfectly color-coordinated with the buildings here. (laughs) (laughs) It was real strange, but it hit us. And it just moved. It just moved everything around. The the trash cans they had on the tarmac for the event um, just floated across. <laughs> it didn't turn them over. It, they just floated across. And it, it passed. And when it passed, nothing was dirty. Strange. It's like it blew all the dirt away, too. And then we went on with the event. You know, huh. it, was, it was so fun. <laughs> but I, I had just been here in Missouri playing for the at the a peace conspiracy event because my my idol Jesus is the king of peace and um, so I love to support peace because of that but I support in this case you know in this time a strong peace and that means safety this is called forth in memory okay
Peace Conspiracy. It's based out of like <laughs> down around Springfield and, and Columbia and, and people from all around are in it and St. Louis and awesome. Kansas City too, I believe. Uh, but um, they use that as their um, so the song on their page and website, <laughs> our song. So I'm going, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I, great. I, I've had a great time going there and, and being a part of like weekend events where you have a community kitchen. And we were right, we were right by a river, and um, it was it was just awesome. Right yeah. Hey, um, uh, that reminds me is uh, is any of your music recorded? Oh yeah. Oh, All right. Yeah. So how can uh, if people are interested in it, how can they find it or get it or hear well, there's it? Well, some down at Peace Nook, my CDs. I put out a CD in um, let's see, it was um, 1999. Uh-huh. I think it was. And it's called Music from Our Shores, and it um, got airplay, a surprising amount of airplay. It's, 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 <laughs> it's still growing, <laughs> and it's some of the first places that contacted me for it were, for instance, in Spain and Russia. Um, in one week alone, when it was on mp3.com, when that was online and up, I went to number one numerous times uh-huh. with several of the songs on it, um, which I greatly appreciate. I, at Time of Reason was one of them. Um, it kept going to number one on the folk rock genre. Um, in one week alone, I had listens from over 50 countries. Wow. You know, that was including like North Korea, Iraq, the Vatican City, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Russia. <laughs> Of course, you know, South America, um, different countries, Australia. It's like the site in Australia, too. I have a site in Australia, and it's located at uh, mp3.com.au. 
slash Cheryl Clapton. But that, that's a site of a lot of interesting musicians as well. I've put... Um, one of the things I do is I try to uh, encourage more awareness for the local artists that I've found here and have greatly appreciated working with and being being able to hear their music. <laughs> I love I love to go out and hear other people's music and what they have to say. And I've I've been able to put uh, let's see Bartholomew Bean's music online. He's gone to number one there in Australia on the folk charts with some of his songs uh, and Robert Rocket Kirshner's as well. I'm going to put on a sleep for Jeff Wheeler and Rocket Kirshner soon. And um, also uh, Mark Pajano. He's he's on there as well. I put him online, all right, and on. it's fun to see the response from people all around the world. How how they pick up good music. Huh. It, the music around here is awesome. There really is. There's some really talented people around here, and there's some really talented people right around here at KOPN at the station. Lots of really talented musicians around here, and um, you know I I have, I have sort of a similar feeling. I I archive all my. Uh, my past uh, radio programs up on the web, and sometimes I get email from people in places that I can't believe they actually heard my show, you know, for whatever reason. It's always a pretty cool feeling when that mm-hmm. happens. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. is. That's awesome. Well, um, and I will also mention that uh, your website is um, net, and that's uh, Cheryl with an S, yes. S-H-E-R-Y-L-C-L-A-P-T-O-N. And uh, there's lots of cool stuff at the website there. I know Cheryl's been real busy, and it might not be perfectly up to date. No, it isn't anywhere near up to date. But, uh, <laughs> but it's still pretty cool. And there's actually some the the, uh, the photo album part of it's actually really neat too. So I've been pretty busy lately. Yeah, it does sound like that. So yeah. all right. Well, look. Hey, we're at the top of the hour here, so let's uh, take care of a little business real fast. And uh, this is Mike Hagan and. You're listening to Radio Orbit on KOPN 89.5 FM, Mid-Missouri source for in-depth news, diverse talk, music of the world. It's more than radio. It's listener-supported community radio. It's your imagination station, and you're listening to it right here, KOPN 89.5 FM. And uh, my name is Mike Hagan. I do Radio Orbit every Saturday night, Sunday morning, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m., except tonight is my last night doing that. And uh, we'll get the show going again Monday nights from 9 p.m. till, uh, I take that back, I don't even know when my own time slot is. It's going to be 11 p.m. until 2 a.m. And uh, I hope you all can join me then. In the meantime, let's take a break. We'll give Cheryl a break to get a glass of water or something, and uh, myself a little break as well. And we'll come back to some more conversation and live music with Cheryl Clapton. You're listening to Radio Orbit on KOPN. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
on KOPN Radio Orbit. This is Mike Hagan. And it's about eight minutes after four on uh, Sunday morning, the 20th of March. Happy spring equinox to y'all. All right. Uh, I have a little story I'm going to read to you here real fast. Uh sort of the same vein of things we've been talking about all night. An interesting story nonetheless. And uh, it has to do with the X chromosome. And you'll understand why I'm going to read it in a minute. So anyway, it says, Scientists unravel X factor. Scientists have cracked the genetic code of the female X chromosome, which is linked to more than 300 human diseases and may help explain why women are so different from men. The chromosome contains 1,100 genes, or about 5% of the entire human genome. It also holds information that may help to improve the diagnosis of illnesses, ranging from uh, hemophilia, blindness, and autism to obesity and leukemia. The discovery, which has been made by an international consortium of scientists, shows that females are far more variable than previously thought. <laughs> well, I'm not sure who thought that, but uh, I've always thought they were quite variable. Uh, when it comes to genes, they are much more complex than men. The X chromosome is definitely the most extraordinary in the human genome in terms of its inheritance pattern as a unique biology and in terms of its association with human disease, said Dr. Mark Ross of the Wellcome Trust uh, Institute in Britain. Chromosomes which are found in the nucleus of every cell contain genes that determine the characteristics of an individual. Women have two X chromosomes while men have an X chromosome and a Y. 
uh, which gives them uh, their male features. The research, was, which is reported in the, in the uh, science journal Nature, shows the Y chromosome is an eroded version of the X chromosome with only a few genes. Now, that's not my language. That's the language of this article. That's the scientific language. And you know how interested I am in language, so I'm going to read that again. The research, which is reported in the journal Science, uh, in the Science Journal Nature, pardon me, shows that the Y chromosome is an eroded version of the X chromosome with only a few genes. The X chromosome is also bigger than the Y, and because females have two copies, one X chromosome is largely switched off or inactivated. Uh, at any rate, uh, real interesting stuff coming out of the world of science. And uh, more news to show us that not only are we different, but uh, we all have a certain role to play, both the male side and the female side. And without both of them working in coordination and working in concert, cooperation, uh, things don't work out right. Things do go out of balance. And uh, it's something that becomes self-evident. It's obvious now. It's all around us. So we're all about uh, balance tonight on this Equinox morning. And uh, my guest is Cheryl Clapton. She's a wonderful singer-songwriter who's been playing some music for us tonight. And she's going to play some more stuff, and we're going to talk some more in a few minutes here. And um, seeing as it's now after 4 a.m., I can pull out the strange stuff. And we're going to ask uh, Cheryl, when she gets settled down here, about um, some other interesting things that have happened in her life since her, I, I, uh, I hesitate to call it an accident. We really don't know what it was. But since she had her experience back in 1997, her life has changed dramatically. And um, not only has she become... Uh, an extremely talented and, and uh, accomplished musician, uh, but she also has had some uh, more fringy sort of things uh, yeah. happen uh, happen to her. So we're going to talk about some of that stuff because some of it is uh, uh, relevant to some of the other topics that we talk about on this program a lot, and uh, it's also uh, just real interesting, fun uh, information to talk about because uh, this is someone in the real world who's a real person that I'm looking at right here, who's a friend of mine who I can tell you, uh, you know, isn't selling books and isn't <laughs> trying to, to go, uh, you know, give $50,000 speeches. She's just uh, talking about her life and her, and her experiences. And, uh, and you have to appreciate that uh, as it comes through. So, so anyway, Cheryl, what, uh, what's a good way to talk about some of this stuff or a way to start? Uh, had you ever, again, I, I, I find myself wanting to ask, prior to your uh, uh, to your experience that happened in 97 where you lost a great majority of your memory um, was there was there any indication from any of your friends or family that you had any sort of psychic ability or anything like that uh, prior to, to, to this no no not at all um, and on the record the you know the, the individual I have the day timer and I'm going like, wow, that person was really busy. <laughs> that, I mean, that me was really busy. And um, in, in what sort of way, can I ask? Well, you were know, you, were, it was like a board or? member of a school um, <laughs> um, involved as a, a founder and 
a member of the board for the PTA, the local PTA. Right. Um, now, I was supposed to be completely disabled with multiple sclerosis, is which is shocking right? because since then I've had tests and found no, there's no sign of that now. So, outrageous. Yeah, it's outrageous. It's awesome. And um, There you go, people. That'll make you think, okay? Well, the, well the, you know, it's like... You know, I live in a world of unusual activity <laughs> and of unusual occurrences. And be before that, you know, it's, it's like the children tell me that, yeah, mom, mama always played music. You know, you you know, they're talking to me and they say, well, you're a little bit different, so you don't remember things, so we'll call you mom now. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> they're wonderful. I love them dearly. <laughs> um, but um, they, the, there are certain things that have, have, have begun since then. And whether, you know, some people say that after very close to death or a death, near-death experience, new doors are opened for them. And that may be the case. I have, I have sensations of always having certain abilities and understanding psychic abilities. But... Since then, I've had many occurrences which have been documented with um, helping to um, or, or being able to find things. You know, this gets into a rather sad area, but um, I've been able to, when, when someone is listed as missing on the television, mm -hmm. accurately describe where they are and what happened to them and if there is a perpetrator, what that person looked like. Can I ask you uh, how it, uh, how the information typically comes? Is it is it during sleep? Is it uh, no, when you close no, your it's eyes? No, when I'm awake. It, right after I see it on the television, uh -huh. perhaps the, the picture of the missing person, mm -hmm. and I just it's like I'm that person seeing what's happening to them and feeling it. It it, it can be um, very intense. Wow. And it was like the case of a recent missing girl. What I saw when I um, felt this was um, this man's face. He was light-colored skin. He was wearing a blue stocking cap. Um, he had a, a mustache. And he was rather thin, about six foot. And... Um, about 170 pounds, and when they found the person who just admitted to kidnapping her, he fit the description. And this was the, that story that's been breaking in Florida for the last few days. Yes. But the same thing has happened when um, other individuals have been listed on the television as missing um, big big cases that um, I told people about at the time and it was accurate but what do you say about it when you don't really have a lot of documented occurrences of this mm -hmm. you, you know you gather that and then hope that you can work for the good for it I uh, also have documented many things with my doctor here in town one of my doctors here in town and um, you know the documentation of, of this ability is very important in being able to help other people. What's your doctor have to say about it? Well, she is uh, very understanding about it, and 
finds it um, accurate as well. Amazing. It, um, it actually reminds me, believe it or not, of an old X-Files uh, um, theme. And much of that actually was based in fact, by the way, I want to add. I don't, I don't take this lightly. I don't take this as, as a joke. I understand the, 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 uh, the gravity of all of this stuff. And, um, but when you mention that you actually sort of see it through the eyes of um, the victim, as mm-hmm. it were, it's uh, this empathic sort, mm-hmm. of, uh, sort of quality um, that's reported in many cases uh, of, of, of similar prognostication or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's certainly um, not uh, without precedent. No, it isn't. And um, it, it's, I think it can be used in a very positive way. I've also had visions of, for instance, 18 months before the USS Cole was bombed, what mm-hmm. I saw 18 months to the day was a ship of ours and I, I told the people around me at the time you know that I saw this vision of the ship one of our ships with a hole on the side of it near the Suez Canal and um, then it happened you know it's some people might question <laughs> you know the validity of it that's that's their business to do is, right, regardless of who was behind know, I'm not it or trying whatever. to be a fake about it or right. pretend anything. Right. Whenever it happens, it's unmistakable, hmm. and I consider it all uh, a gift from God. No doubt, that's what as, it is. As, a, as an is. ability to help, you know, Jesus was a prophet. He could say something would happen, and it would, and it was pure and it was good. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not something from. You know, I, I I firmly believe it's not something based in any kind of evil, or, or you know, I don't want any misunderstandings about that. You know, it's like it's all good. Well, you know, it's people have a strange idea about uh, good and evil. It seems to me uh, often, it, you know, the, the thing that that you're experiencing to me is some sort of an energy interaction at its root. You know. Um, Regardless of, of really where it comes from, it's there's some sort of energy that's involved in the in the in the gathering of that information. Now, uh, energy in and of itself is what it is, and I think that a big part of it is the way you utilize that energy. And I think that people have this tendency to say, "Well, it's good or it's bad." Well, maybe it can be both. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at nature, and it's. It can be considered good and bad. You know, it can be horrific. As I I sat in New Mexico after I'd been coming over here to play in the peace festivals, and I sat there on May 4th, two years ago, and I cried. Mm. And I prayed about it. You know, I didn't want to see people hurt. Yeah, and we've seen some just devastating uh, natural disasters in the last few years of course they're always occurring uh to to one to, to one degree or another yes it was last autumn i took the time because i had been having difficulties seeing and i took some time and i just worked on some music and and i had something that was prominent that came out on the keys and as i was writing it i was feeling that 
a very large number of children were going to be leaving after the autumn was through. Hmm. So sometime in the early winter. And I wrote a key song called Fall Children. Hmm. So it's like the children of the fall. Um, Maybe you'd like to play that for us. Well, that's on the keys. <laughs> I didn't uh, bring my keyboard. Okay, okay. <laughs> I would. Right. But what I'll do is get you, um, get it on t- on CD to you, right. and also get you my a regular CD. Uh-huh. I couldn't find it, and I was looking for it in there during break, and I, I couldn't find it in there. So, well, that's no problem. You know, there was one. Um, you mentioned uh, you mentioned time of reason earlier. Yes, I did. Uh, and that's one of the songs that you've. Uh, uh, that's gotten a lot of play, actually, of yours. Uh, so maybe that's one that you could do for us. Okay, I'll do that. Because I, I need a break. Gosh, it was an intense 15 minutes you just gave me there. It's like, God, lots uh-huh. of serious stuff going on. And uh, the um, the way this stuff comes through to you and then you write about it just blows me away. So Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Okay, this is called Time of Reason. Each decision of 
<laughs> wow. Now that's one I've heard. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <clears throat> that's one I've heard. I'm not sure when, but it was within the last 18 months or so. I probably heard it on KOPN if I, if I had to guess, but that's another great song, Cheryl. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Wow. Radio Ranger has played it. Ah, music. maybe on Steve's show, yeah. 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 And I got to perform live there last July, too. It was fun. You know, I'm going to plug some of the guys and girls' shows while, while we're at it. You know, we've been talking a lot tonight about the station, not, not really for any particular reason. This isn't a pledge driver. We're not trying to do anything really with any intention. It's just Cheryl and I both appreciate the station, and this is sort of where we met. And uh, um, as we talked about earlier it's sort of an attractor this place and it it, it 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 attracts a certain type of individual apparently and um really not a certain type there's all kinds of different types here actually but there's a common thread that sort of runs between us somehow it's real strange but uh anyway real cool stuff going on here and i wanted to mention that casey uh Oliarnik, who sat in for gail shen uh, just before my program tonight uh, casey does a blues program on Wednesdays uh, from 10 to midnight, sometimes from 8 to midnight. Him and Trevor and Mark, they all sort of mix and match a little bit. But uh, uh, Casey's always on the air from 10 to midnight on Thursdays, and that's called Blues in the Night. And uh, Jeff Wheeler, who we were talking about a little bit earlier, Jeff has a couple of programs. He does uh, Monday afternoons, I think it's just 3 to 5. It might be 2 to 5, but uh, at three any rate, to five. yeah, 3 to 5. Three to uh, five. Monday afternoons, that's called Uncommon Light. And if you like uh, sort of eclectic ambient stuff, if you like uh-huh. Brian Eno or uh, uh, Space Time Continuum or uh-huh. stuff like that, he uh, has a great taste in that sort of stuff. And in fact, um, uh, earlier tonight, uh, I was at the C3 show over at the Blue Note, which was just awesome. And uh, anyway, so those, uh, those guys are on the air every week. Uh, Jeff also has a show, I think, Thursday mornings at midnight. Mm-hmm. And um, who else should we mention here? Uh, Steve D'Onofrio, of course. You just mentioned uh, yes. Ra- Radio Ranger. Oh, yes, Radio Ranger. Wonderful music. You know, all day Sunday. Oh, this has all the music. How great is <laughs> yeah, uh, Steve, Steve has such a great taste for uh, sort of real country and cowboy country and that sort of stuff. Him and I went and saw uh, James McMurtry uh, together at uh, at Mojo's just a few weeks ago. And... Uh, he, he plays a lot of McMurtry, and man, just another outstanding musician. There's been so many great acts come through town, and there's so many talented people, uh, talented people that live here, and mm-hmm. it's just a, it is a great scene for music, and I'm really pleased to be uh, getting a little bit more involved in it. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, you know, there's so much music going on around, and I, I love well the shows that I was doing here. Um, I included a lot of local artists mm-hmm. but in, in various genres and I, I love all different genres but basically the focus was on folk through country country rock rock and then mm-hmm. of course ultimately it's one of my all-time favorites is the classic rock genre right, right. i just love it and um it's it's um been a fun evol- you know involvement of, of of time and space to be part of this, and I'm hoping that maybe someday after my schedule settle down a little bit, and a, and a time slot opens up that I could move back into, I would be um, having another show here. Right. But the next show I would like to also incorporate poetry from youth. Cool. A lot more, and um, that's one thing I would like to to be able to do around here, 
and uh, over at Central Latino, I'm planning to record their after-school program, so doing right. poetry. Awesome. And I've been invited to do co- go back to the intersection program here where I worked with as an AmeriCorps as well. Um, that's the Youth and Activity Center. And, and I recorded their poetry and, and some of the songs that they worked with and, and wrote. But I would like to pull, get the opportunity to share them with the community during a time slot when perhaps the youth can get more involved and come in and talk. You know, to me it's vital to understand everyone's points of view. And only by by communication do we do so. And I find find the youth brilliant Mm. and um, very, very positive as a whole. In Albuquerque, I was able to visit hundreds of classrooms there and I recorded sound bites to go on the air every day mm-hmm. on um, KKOB FM and KMGA, which um, is called Magic. <laughs> you know, it's both Perfect. two big commercial stations, but that's uh, what I got to record was uh, the the Pledge of Allegiance, and I recorded it in English and in Navajo and in Spanish. Wow! And it was awesome at the time. They were streaming worldwide, so that if if people anywhere wanted to go in and listen, you know, they you know they could mm-hmm. catch a different classroom each day, air right. twice a day, and the, the the family, the community loved it. You know, the stations they were very involved with the community as well. So it's like, you know, um, I don't think that by moving into like a commercial radio situation, people end their ties with the community. Or you know, it's just another, it's just another part of it. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I love the fact that you're at another station because what I mean, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I, 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 I don't I don't mean because you've left here, <laughs> but uh, to have your energy somewhere else is good. I mean, to me, I see that as good, and 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 quite frankly, I I think the same thing with AmeriCorps. If there are people like you involved in AmeriCorps, well then I have. A much better feeling about it than I had two hours ago, quite frankly. I'll be honest with you. Oh, I've so. met so many wonderful people with AmeriCorps, putting a lot of time and energy and love into what they're doing. We would have, um, we had training seminars in Albuquerque, so they flew us all back to Albuquerque. And, and you know, it's just this huge room full of AmeriCorps people. And it was great. It was awesome. And while I was there, the uh, producer that I knew he, he would come down into the hotel and pick me up and take me to the studio at night. <laughs> and we worked on songs. <laughs> so it was fun. That's great. Got, got, got that covered really well. It was, it was, uh, did two new songs that I had written or worked on since I came here. One of them was called Sweet Missouri Rain. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was one of the original versions, which I have... It, it's evolved. All of my songs do. Sometimes, whenever I'm up on stage, they'll change. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh, they're kind of alive. Yep, they're always. Uh, you can only do it one one time. <laughs> one time. You know, you do them once, and then they change. The next oh, time, you well, can't do it exactly the same. So. You, yeah, you can, but you know, and if if there's a reason to like, guess, keep yeah. it consistent, but right. sometimes, you know, something is more appropriate that kind of just comes out. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Well, maybe you want to play something else for us. Okay. What do, um, what do you want to play? Well, I wrote this song called Chalice in support of people working together. I've had the opportunity to um, 
be a part of a lot of positive things. My dad, I've talked to him a lot. He was, um, he attended both Harvard and Yale and graduated as well from um, the Socorro School of Mines as a geophysicist. Hmm. After that, he worked with the United Nations and he worked in Egypt, helping them do groundwater research. His really? Work, yeah. Hmm. And all, the, all this time, too, he was in the Navy. But he's the, he retired after working with Los Alamos Laboratories with their geothermal projects. What was your dad's name? Do you mind me asking? Or no? His name's Paul Kinsinger. And um, he um, retired from the Navy as a captain. But he worked a lot with the United Nations, with... Um, Air Force Two in Albuquerque. He would go to Kirtland frequently, hmm. doing different things. Um, and he's, he, to me, in this last eight years, as I've gotten to know him, because <laughs> right. I don't have any memory of that wow. before, but, wow. you know, so I had to kind of like really get to know him. And, and he's a fascinating person. And, you know, he's, he's always very kind. And I greatly appreciate that. I wrote this song about that. And, and then, of course, now my son is in the, the army, and uh, I guess be going to Afghanistan. But this is called Chalice. It's like we the people. We have only maybe National Guard, Air Force, and police machines We're working together about what I've seen So polish the brass, let's keep it clean Polish the brass, I'll keep mine clean We have politicians that I've seen Who remember people's dreams We're working together by what I've seen So polish that glass, let's keep it clean Polish that glass, let's keep it clean Together, I want to sing. 
Polish the board, gonna keep it clean. Polish the board, we're gonna keep it clean. Tell me each religion what you sing. How does God fit in your dreams? So awesome, God, miracles out of sing. So polish the chalice, for it's always clean. Polish the chalice, for it's always clean. concert all night <laughs> see there's a reason for y'all to come up here and get a gig at kopn you get to do the coolest stuff i mean i get to hang out with cheryl clapton for three hours get to listen to her play live and chat and all this stuff and get to go to shows down at the blue note and hang out with bands and meet people and spread the good word around and uh well, you know that's, that's what i love to do too and that's one one thing i'm hoping that we can can get involved with or have have happened here at KOPN or some house concerts. Ah, yeah, we're going to bring that back. They used to do quite a bit of that, I think, uh, but um, there's no reason why we shouldn't be doing uh, a lot of that. Yeah, it's like people could come in and volunteer for, you know, even two, two, (laughs) I'd love to have like one a week. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I think it would be fun and it would be wonderful for the community. Or some type of event like that, If, if a poetry, you know, poetry readings whatever but you know something that uh, the community wants to be involved with and and have as a, a, a house event yeah well i think we're gonna i think that if you and me stick around and keep trying to uh help some of these uh, ideas get across and some of the other people that are really interested in this stuff will we'll see that stuff happen yeah. i mean like you like like you've made very clear tonight and like i try to make clear on this show i mean uh Anything is possible. It is. And uh, it's just a matter of uh, um, thought and will and, uh, and, and action. Yeah, yeah, being rather new still here, I've been sitting back and, and listening to a lot of good ideas, and I've bonded them with my own ideas, and, and that's one of the main things that a lot of people have, have voiced mm. a very positive opinion of, is uh, the house concerts. Yeah, no doubt. All right, well, hey... Look, we've got about uh, we got about 20 minutes left. Let's take one more break here, and uh, then we'll come back and uh, just chat for a few more minutes and finish things up. And maybe you can play one or two more before we head out. Uh, okay. I'd like to hear "Sweet Missouri Rain" before we uh, before we go. So it's up to you. Um, um, why don't you? I I just sort of need to 
go get a glass of water here. Okay. Um, but uh, if uh, if you'd like, go ahead and play another song. And uh, if not, you can take a break as well, and I'll put something on here from the disc. But uh, you tell me. So. Um. I'll sing so sweet. Perfect. That's a song I I took my children to Utah to a ranch up there near Moab. And we we rented horses. It's like, you know, it's it's fun to, to go out and do things like that. And um, we went on a ride. It was guided tour of this ranch. Mm-hmm. Kind of rode around for two or three hours and went back. And then we went to a local live theater event where they actually invited my children up on stage. Sure, and they cool. were playing with lariats on stage. That was awesome. But... Um, I wrote this song about it. It's called So Sweet. Now, this one's gotten a lot of airplay in New York City. Is that right? <laughs> the horses, they take to you. They take you on a ride like people do. And they never ask you who you are or what. See your name or what your game. Thanks again, Cheryl. Thank you. Another wonderful song. 
Oh, the yeah. hits just keep on coming. Oh, <laughs> I bump my guitar again. Conk. Conk. This beautiful Yamaha 12 string, and she's knocking it around like it's a piece of junk. Oh, you know, no, no. you should see her other guitar, you guys. Uh, Cheryl and I got together um, on Friday evening over at her place, and uh, um, her and uh, her man and my me, husband, her yeah. husband Carlos, and I, and we were all just sort of hanging out and talking and chatting and playing music and stuff. And uh, Cheryl dragged out uh, this old uh, this old twelve string of hers that. Uh, has seen better days, unfortunately. It looked like it had quite a bit of history, though, that one that you... Well, uh, <laughs> it did, indeed. I had I had been playing music. We'd been rehearsing all night in Albuquerque. And, and uh, what happened was I had it propped against the back of the car. And uh, my the man I was playing music with, he was putting other things in the back seat. And he shut the door. And I thought for some reason he put the guitar in there. Well, he didn't. <laughs> and I started backing up. Well, it runs over the guitar. And um, so I promptly went home and cried. And I, I got it back together enough. I've actually performed with it. So, oh, you know, <laughs> recovery. <laughs> oh, it's a heartbreaker, though. I have I have uh, this, this old washburn that I've played for many, many years. And, and uh, it's basically not very playable now and it just breaks my heart it's just like a total killer and like i've been trying to play this other guitar uh that uh that i'm not as comfortable with you know or mm -hmm. whatever and i just haven't been able to play it so like i said i've just been playing the dulcimer <laughs> ever since my other guitar broke so anyway <clears throat> all right well this one uh this one is sounding pretty good this this well, one you're playing you. right now all right so what's yeah, going on what, what what's the um What's next? What's on the Okay. What's what's up for you? You got shows coming up, you have um well, uh, I've been projects. Invited. I know you got all yeah. kinds of things going on. I've been so. invited to perform at Earth Day here. Ah yeah. In Columbia, which I, I loved last year. Um and then I have also coming up will be the performance at the First Presbyterian Church on April third. Okay. Um and I'm gonna play Rainmaker. It's a song that oh, I'm gonna yeah. actually play next. Yeah, we can do it. We can do it. Okay. Yeah, we can do it. Um, it's it's um, a song I played on radio in Taos, New Mexico. Okay. And as soon as I finished it there, it began raining. But anyway, it's about a lady I remembered. Occasionally, I'll remember things from my childhood. I remembered her from the childhood. Wow, cool. It's called Rainmaker. Thank you. 
Rainmaker. Yes. Incredible. Thank you. All right. Thanks again. Well, we've got uh, a couple more minutes, and then uh, maybe you can play Sweet Missouri Rain to close things out here. But uh, um, what a thrill. Hey, thanks so much for for, uh, coming down and spending the 
good majority of your of your night uh, down <laughs> there with me, Cheryl. That's my great. normal schedule anyway, midnight to 6 a.m. on the air. But um, I've also been invited to perform at the Indianapolis Mini Festival. Cool. What's Mini that Marathon about? Mini Marathon Festival. It's put on by the same people who put on the Indy 500. And last year I went there. I was invited to perform there. And there were 30,000 people. So wow. <laughs> it's fun. How cool. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Now, are you performing with a band uh, no. these days at all? No. No, not now. Um, I've worked with, um, I'm ongoing in different projects with different people. Uh-huh. And I thoroughly enjoy that, but I've been doing solo recently. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, well, look, um, I'm going to do sort of the sign-off here and tell everyone goodbye, and we'll uh, um, we'll let you finish off the program, and then I won't say anything else. So uh, um, for everybody uh, who's been lucky enough to be listening tonight, uh, you've been listening to Radio Orbit on KOPN 89.5 FM. My name is Mike Hagan. I'm your host every week. And uh, tonight my guest has been... Cheryl Clapton, and um, we've had a wonderful conversation and uh, some great music along with that, and uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. It's been great. And for everybody else, uh, don't forget to get a double dose of Radio Orbit this week because um, uh, the show is moving to Monday nights, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m., and that starts tomorrow night. So... uh, uh, check it out. And in the meantime, we'll have uh, we'll have Cheryl play one more song for you. And if you hear a little bit of racket in the background, don't sweat it because we got a little transition going on here between myself and the lovely Carol Greenspan, who's just walked in the door to play some more wonderful music uh, for you, like she does every Sunday morning at five o'clock on Jewish Spectrum. So uh, we'll get on with it right here. Uh, one last song. I think this is called Sweet Missouri Rain. Is that right, Cheryl? Yes, it is called Sweet Missouri Rain. All right. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. I want to say thank you to Mike Hagan for Radio Orbit. Very interesting and educational show. Walking down the road, he thought, I wondered, will they know my face? Will they know my name? Had been gone so very long Years had passed by since he had ventured Down his home's lane He was in the sweet Missouri